So I just hit record. So that means we are back on air for the Chillinoy podcast. Hey. Justine, what is today? Today is Monday, November 30th. And what time is it? About 8 o'clock at night. It's getting late. Oh, I was getting close to our bedtime. Yeah, it's past our, it's just about past our bedtime, 8.15, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping you'd say game time, you know? I, thought, oh. I, was, I know you're real fired up for the return of the Chillinoy podcast. <laughs> A lot has changed since the last time we were here. Am I right, Justine? Yeah, pretty much everything, yeah. Yeah, what are, what are some of the changes we've seen? Well, it's a new season. Um, it gets dark at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is pretty dope. Really? You think that's dope? I think that's depressing, but I guess, you know, maybe you're like, at all. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You're being sarcastic. You know, what hasn't changed though, Justine, what the Asian carp problem. I know. Right. Yeah. Fucking the Asian carp. I'm, I'm not going to act like I knew what the Asian carp problem was. Honestly, I learned about the Asian carp problem uh, because I was asked to go on a tour of a a craft cannabis uh, grow facility. So obviously, if you recall from uh, former podcasts, there's not any, you know, craft growers currently operating, at least legally. Um, There's not any legal (laughs) craft growers operating. Um, But there are many people with their hat in the ring. And Roy, Roy Source uh, from Peoria, East Peoria, actually, I found out there's a big fucking difference. I don't know if you knew about that, Justine. Did you know there's a big difference between Peoria and East Peoria? I actually did. Yeah. East oh, Peoria yeah. is well, like the... I it's think on the east. It is. It's it's to the east. It's, it's a big deal. They don't take kindly to you. No, I'm joking. I, I just, I did find out that there was a pretty... Um, yeah, there was an, a distinction. So jokes aside, let's talk about uh, Roy Source and his family business. Yeah, for sure. Fun fact, before we get into this, um, if you guys want to look up videos on Asian carp, those fuckers literally jump out of the water to slap your ass in the face. So that is why they are a problem. That right yes, there. Yes, definitely. Well, that's not the only reason, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Um, Source's family business will be celebrating two milestones in 2021, its 50th year in business and its full transition into new businesses focused on sustainability and the community. The company has been owned and operated by three generations of sources in the East Peoria area and has established a reputation as a reliable distributor providing food, supplies, and dry goods to fast food chains across the Midwest. Its history, however, goes well beyond this. The original company, known as DeHater, sorry, DeHater, <laughs> was created in 1947 to sell school and janitorial supplies until 1971, at which point Alan Source, Roy Source's father, and one partner purchased the company for a thousand bucks each and a percentage of the profits. Pretty good cut. Um, Alan and his partner transitioned the business from school supplies to paper products, which then further adapted to the demand of the food industry. In 1978, dry food was added to their inventory, and in 1985, 
when Roy joined his father in the family business, frozen foods became part of Source Enterprise's distribution. In 1981, Allen's partner parted ways with the business and DeHotter became known as a division of Source Enterprises in 1986. Since this time, both refrigerated food and fresh meats became a standard part of Source's distribution. Yeah, a cool thing to figure or to learn um, was that he actually like stocked and shipped um, Godfather pizza, uh, Kentucky fried like stuff for Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, some big names. But um, anyways, he's you know he's had 35 years of experience and knowledge in the food industry, and so he's decided Roy he's decided to take a new turn. Uh, with his company while staying true to its mission of bringing quality food to people across the Midwest. So today, Roy and his children, whom I met, which was pretty cool, um, have started a new division of Source Enterprises, uh, one that brings fresh, local, healthy fish to people in need. Source Freshwater Company was founded with two main goals in mind. The first to aid in environmental sustainability by removing an invasive species from the waterways of the Midwest, and second, to feed people. Yeah, those dang Asian carp have overrun the rivers across the United States and Canada, and now they're threatening our Great Lakes, dang things. Over 40 years ago, these fish were brought to American waterways for aquaculture with the intention of helping control algae blooms, aquatic vegetation, and parasite-hosting snails. Flooding, among other factors, allowed the carp to escape their controlled areas and spread across states' waterways. Unfortunately, due to their overproductive reproductive nature, the population could not be controlled once the fish moved outside of the regulated environment. These things started going crazy. Uh, Depending on the size of the female, Asian carp can produce up to 2 million eggs per year. That's a lot of freaking fish. The problem is that the presence of these invasive fish has been causing a decline in the number and size of native fish that share their rivers. The good news is their abundance allows us to tap into a highly renewable, sustainable, and healthy resource. The other good news is that Asian carp are tasty. Yep, that's right. Tasty, invasive fish. (laughs) Yeah, so according to Midwest Fish Co-op, the four main species of Asian carp that are disrupting our waterways are grass, black, big head, and silver. And each of these species are considered invasive and cause tremendous tremendous damage uh, to the natural ecosystems in which they're found. The Asian carp dominate their surrounding habitat, taking food and breeding ground away from native fish. Those Asian carp eat up to one-third their body weight each day, which is almost as much as you eat, Coley, right? A couple of dinners. Yeah, but hey, why don't we keep the conversation on Asian carp, you know? (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, But all that eating causes a devastating impact on the abundance of native aquatic plants, plankton, fish, mussels, snails, and other invertebrates. There has even been a noticeable reduction in the size of native fish in areas where Asian carp are found. Asian carp are also a hazard to boaters, skiers, and boating equipment because, like I said, they jump out of the water and slap you in the face whenever they sense activity. Yeah, it's actually one of the ways that they catch Asian carp. I did some research on Asian carp. Well, if you can't tell, we both did some research on (laughs) 
um, Asian carp. Uh, but yeah, they, they, in order to catch these fish, they like, uh, surround them with nets, uh, a bunch of them in boats and they start like banging on the sides of the boats and it just freaks the fish out and they start jumping everywhere. Um, and they kind of keep the nets kind of elevated because of the problem of them jumping out of the water. But, you know, to people that aren't planning to have a bunch of fish jumping out of the water, like people that are boating, um, you know, just kind of on the river or whatever, um, it can be pretty dangerous, especially if you scare a, a big, <laughs> you know, a host, I guess, or a school, that's the correct term, of uh, Asian carp. So Source partnered with local fishermen to create the Midwest Fish Co-op. That's the co-op that I mentioned earlier. Um, and I actually met some of those fishermen um, on my tour to the uh, uh, cultivation facility. Um, so back area, they actually are processing fish. Uh, but uh, yeah, like their daily catches are literally brought to Source's back door. It's pretty crazy. It's located minutes away from two marina entrances of the Illinois River where the Asian carp are fished from. And this way, Source ensures the freshness of the fish. So the fish are minced and manufactured into various products by uh, teams of people on site. Um, very interesting and, might I say, aromatic process to see um, and smell. Uh, with the help of their partner, um, with the help of their partners, rather, Source Freshwater can harvest 15 million pounds of fish each year from the, Peor the Peoria area alone, which is was fucking nuts to hear. And for every 1 million pounds of fish, 4 million meals can be made. Nice. It's a lot of feeding a lot of mouths. Good job. Uh, the Midwest Fish Co-op is just one of Source's many collaborators. To make the most impact, Source has partnered with a wide variety of groups, including the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, the Tri-County Regional Planning Commission, and their local food banks. Uh, they work very closely with the local food banks, and Source is able to provide people in need with nutritionally rich and affordable protein. The Asian carp are really high in heart-healthy omega-3s, protein, iron, and all nine essential amino acids. So weightlifters, come get these carp. They are extremely mild in flavor and versatile, providing for countless cooking options. Um, Source's long-term goals are to supply food banks across the United States with this healthy fish and manufacture it into a shelf-stable product to provide food to the many other countries who are in need. Yeah, and so just, you know, um, several public tasting events have indicated that American consumers are typically impressed by Asian carp's pleasant, mild flavor. So on that note, if you get some Asian carp... Um, even from from source, I think uh, that you can get it. You can get it from them, definitely from food banks, because uh, they partner with local food bank food banks um, and kind of make really cool meal bundles. Like uh, one of them that I saw was a complete meal consisting of rice, beans, and their fish. Um, but anyways, if you go to sourcefreshwater.com/products, um, there's a lot of information about um, Asian carp and, and, you know, like, um, some of the stuff that we just read is mentioned on there. Like the fact that it's high in omega three protein and iron, 
Um, there's also even a recipe video and there's a recipe uh, little booklet that you can download. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. Just taking a glance at it. Um, Baja whitefish tacos, bread and whitefish dumplings, um, Cajun whitefish, cheesy whitefish burgers. I mean, this stuff sounds really good. Um, so definitely check this out um, because, you know, as a, it's a top Asian carp are top water feeders. They're not bottom water feeders. And uh, because of that, they have low contaminant um, levels. And ultimately, you're not only eating tasty fish, but you're contributing to a good cause because these fish are a problem. Um, you're not only, you know, solving a problem, but you're creating more jobs in a new industry, which is fishing and, and kind of solving this, this overall problem. And Source Freshwater aims to be a zero-waste uh, business. The heads and entrails of the fish that are processed, uh, the heads and entrails of the fish are processed into commercial bait. And most excitingly, um, a high-nutrient fertilizer. I was really excited to talk to the guys about their fertilizer that they've developed. Um, it's got a great mineral value. Um, Asian carp are an ideal fertilizer for many agriculturists, and it's um, one of those being used by cannabis cultivator cultivators sorry sources carp byproduct fertilizer is currently being tested and used in labs uh, of university partners from coast to coast yeah they're doing great things big things big things big things um let's keep in mind that roy source is among those with an illinois cannabis cultivators application so they have not yet been approved but if their craft cannabis license is approved, it's going to be another division that will be added under the Source Enterprises umbrella um, called Source Craft. And the goal of that business is to create quality, sustainable cannabis. So sustainability is the name of the game with Mr. Source here. Um he has already invested a great deal of time and money into transforming his warehouse facilities into a cannabis grow house, including the purchasing the many necessary components to produce a true high quality product. Yeah, and some of the some of those components are kind of built into the facility itself because, you know, like we say, um, they used to store like frozen foods and, and different things that they had to be climate controlled, right? So what else needs, what else needs a client, a controlled climate? Well, cannabis. So they're kind of already set up for that. Um, and it's pretty crazy. <laughs> One of the freezers that I went into, it was like negative 35 degrees in there. And I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to make it out of that freezer. Um, but Roy insisted on showing me how, um, he insisted on showing me the fish and I, I was remarking on how huge they seemed to be. They were bigger than like my arm, but he was like, these are the small ones. So um, yeah, I'd hate to get smacked in the face by one of those fish. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, with the company's roots being based in East Peoria and kind of the general Peoria area, um, Roy wants to give back to their community by creating jobs and revenue for East Peoria. The cornerstone of Source Craft is to bring the focus of cannabis back to a sustainable, natural substance, which concentrates on quality rather than the THC value alone, which is pretty much what we're trying to do with our home grow as well, is just make something that it's just 
a good plant. It doesn't matter what the percentage is. It's just a good, well-grown plant. Uh, but to further their sustainability efforts, um, Roy is going to put a percentage of their cannabis profits directly into source freshwater, making a larger impact on feeding the hungry and improving the environment. Uh, their source craft is going to be known as the Kush with a Cause. I love that. <laughs> yeah, me too. So just a little bit of background on Illinois craft growing licenses. Um, an Illinois craft grower uh, license allows the holder to cultivate, dry, cure, and package cannabis. And to apply for this license, one must submit a completed application to the Department of Agriculture. The amount of cannabis a license holder can grow is limited by square footage. A, a craft grower may have up to 5,000 square feet of cannabis space for uh, the marijuana plants in the flowering stage. It should be noted that this space only includes the space occupied by the plants and does not include any aisles or walkways in between the plants. Now this is where it gets interesting because if you're in the game at all you and you heard me say 5,000 square feet, you thought, well, that's not profitable. And so it obviously helps to, to have other businesses and other things going, right? A expanded or a, a versatile portfolio, if you will. Um, but this amount may be increased over time in increments of 3,000 square feet. And honestly, I wouldn't be, be um, surprised to see them increase it right off the bat, especially with everything that's going on with the licenses still being held up. I mean, we went on hi hiatus for over a month and was really hoping to come back and tell you some exciting news about licenses and changes in the market. But unfortunately, um, we do still live in the state of Illinois. Um, so there's a little bit of a nothing happening, right? Um, yeah. and, and that can be attributed to a pandemic as well, but it's frustrating, right? It is frustrating, but you know, one thing that we did kind of miss in our hiatus is congratulating the other states that did vote in adult use cannabis or medical cannabis um, or decriminalizing cannabis. That was really awesome. I know it doesn't pertain to Illinois as a state, but it is a great thing as a country. So no, that is, that is awesome. If you don't mind, Justine, could you Google what kind of which states won, so to say, and what's going on really quick while I uh, continue reading about, I'm just going to wrap up this little bit about Illinois craft growing licenses. Uh, the largest space that will be allowed um, by the department will be apparently 14,000 square feet for the plants in the flowering stage, which, you know, um, didn't seem to be a problem for Roy. He had a huge facility. So, I mean, I'm not for certain, maybe his facilities devoted to other things, but it was a large facility. He seems like he's ready for it. And I think that um, with everything that he's doing, um, and I hope they take some of that stuff into account, um, I'm not sure exactly how these things are scored. Um, and maybe we'll see a little bit of information on that on this. Uh, actually, yeah, I see something about scoring um, down here on this website. Give me just a second. But, um, you know, I'm hoping they take some of these things into consideration with Roy because I thought it was very admirable. That not only is he um, trying to tackle a problem, which is the invasive Asian carp species, like, you know, that's an ecological disaster. Um, but he's also trying to, you know, fight hunger, which is something that it almost sounds like cliche, like, 
but he's really doing it, like really doing it. I mean, we were just talking about how much Asian carp can turn into how many uh, meals and how healthy it is. So um, it's really, it's really awesome, but really quick. Um, let's see if this article here says anything about how scoring is going. So um, how do you get approved for a craft grower license? The application is based on a scoring system. Points are assigned to various plans that are required by the department, such as cultivation, record keeping, security, and so on. These plans are each worth a certain amount of points, all added up together at the end to determine a final score. There are 1,000 points available. Justine, by the way, while I'm reading this, roll up a joint and we'll spark up the joint uh, to celebrate uh, these new states and their cannabis um, progress. One um, step but, way ahead of you, so I will open <laughs> the window. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so the department considers top scoring applications to be those with uh, – to be those which receive 75% or more of the possible points available. If the department deems an application to have a top score, it is approved. The full breakdown is as follows. Suitability of the proposed facility, 75 points. Suitability of employee training pro, uh, plan, 50 points. Security and record keeping plans, 145 points. Cultivation plan, 75 points. Product and safety, sorry, product safety and labeling plan, 95 points. Business plan and description of services to be offered, 110 points. Social equity applicant, if applicable, 200 points. Labor and employment practices, 20 points. Environmental plan, I think he's going to get a lot of points there, 20 points. Illinois resident for five plus years, you betcha, 90 points. Company owned, uh, 51% by a veteran. I didn't talk to him about that, but um, not sure. Uh, but that's 20 points. Diversity plan, 100 points. Um, and there are also additional points available to applicants who include a community benefits plan a substance abuse prevention plan, and a local uh, community neighborhood report. Each plan can be awarded a maximum of two points. These bonus points are only considered if more than one application receives the same score and a tiebreaker is required. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a tiebreaker happens with what happened with the um, last licenses, but... Um, yeah, that's a little bit of information on Illinois craft grower licenses. Um, if you want to read about this, uh, I read about, or I was reading off of Illinois-cannabis-attorneys.com. Never heard of these guys, um, but most of what I read sounded familiar. So I would say that they're, uh, probably a reliable, um, resource. So Justine, tell us about, uh, cannabis and who won, um, this election season. Hold on, I'm trying to cue up some background music for this. Or would you rather I don't? <laughs> I'd pr I don't know how it's going to come off, so I don't mean to be rude to the listeners, but I'd rather maybe we don't. Fine. Uh, just, I don't, sorry. It was Hail I mean, we can Chief, by the way. Just since we're celebrating America, why not? Okay. Well, anyway. I feel like I'm going to get some hate. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Who did what with cannabis in this And election? I'm sparking up a joint. Well, I would... Too, if I didn't have to read right now, we have Arizona coming in with the medical. Great job, Arizona. New Jersey uh, legalizing adult use. Uh oh. Um, yeah, yeah. South Dakota. There's some drama going on out there right now with this, uh, but they legalized both recreational and medical. 
And if you guys haven't heard, there is a group of police officers that are trying to say that this law being passed violates the state constitution. And in order for it to not violate the constitution, there needs to be an amendment. And in order for there to be an amendment, there has to be like a town hall or something like that where everybody has to approve it so what is this south dakota yep good luck south dakota you got this uh worst comes to worst kill them with wolves uh mississippi they uh legalized i'm trying to see if this says i think it's medical yeah it looks like medical oh yeah i did say medical i totally overlooked that word Montana, um, they passed adult use, so recreational, and that looks like it. But I know Oregon decriminalized all drugs, which is pretty awesome. Exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. It's a good step. Go have some some fun in Oregon. Hell yeah. I like, um, gosh, I saw a meme, and I'm going to butcher it. So I'm, I apologize that I'm going to ruin this for somebody, but it's like some a person a, a person sitting at a table and there's a waitress and he's like, uh, "Hey, I'd like to get a soda." And she was like, "We have Coke." And he was like, "I'll take a gram of that, but could I get some Pepsi?" <laughs> and it was like <laughs> it was it said, I think the caption above it said like, "Meanwhile in Oregon." Um, yeah. Right. So. Good stuff. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to extend uh, my, you know, thanks to Roy Source and his family. It was really cool to go on a facility, uh, a tour of your facility um, and meet your family. Um, it, it was really cool. We did this. Uh, it was quite a while ago. It was before a lot of the COVID stuff got crazy. Um, so we've been kind of sitting on this for a while, but we were hoping, you know, that by the time that we did this, that applications would have been awarded, but it's just not looking like this is going to happen. And I just have really been wanting to do this story. So um, I wanted to do this story for the return of the Chillinois podcast. So um, we are back. Um, We're, you know, we don't have a crazy lineup by any means right now, Um, but we're building it. Um, We're just going to kind of take it easy and add guests uh, as, as we can, you know? So as always, if you're, interested in coming on the podcast or if you have an idea of somebody who should come on the podcast um, just go to chillinoynet slash podcast and if you scroll down and click the be heard button you can email us you can send us a text you can even leave us a voicemail i asked people to leave us um, a voicemail earlier today i said you know that the Chillinois podcast would be returning let's see if anybody's done it um, I'm guessing no, and it looks like no. Aww. It's sad. I don't get... We, we got like one voicemail one time, Justine, from that... Uh, um, I think his name was Cameron. Um, he's a listener. Um, and I think he asked a question about a pet, so about pets and cannabis, and we did a whole episode on pets and cannabis. So like, if you do that, if you guys, if you guys call us and ask us a question we can answer your question and maybe even make a whole episode out of it. So, um, and if you don't like want your voice on air, you know, your name or anything, you can always say that you just email us, text us, whatever. And we can honor anonymity. We don't have to, you know, put you on blast or whatever. So, 
Um, Justine, did you spark up that joint yet? I sure did. And I was going to add a couple notes into what you were saying there. Um, yeah. First off, I think we should clarify that Roy Source, his last name is S-O-R-C-E. So yeah, not quite the same as the word source. So, yeah, damn it. Uh, that's that's a good thank you for joining in on that or saying that because earlier I referenced uh, recipes. Um, it's sourcefreshwater.com, S-O-R-C-E, freshwater.com slash products. Um, I'll definitely have that in the podcast description, um, the link to the source family, uh, the source freshwater website rather. Um, and from there, you can even jump to Source Enterprises um, or Midwest uh, Fish Co-op uh, just at the bottom of the web page. So, um, yeah, we'll throw that in the description. Justine, did you have any other notes? Yeah, um, definitely leave us voicemails so that it gives me something to research instead of finding things to um, be mad at Cole about. Just kidding. We're not that couple. Oh. But um, we do love voicemails. So please call us. Let us know what's on your mind. We can do a little uh, Delilah thing going on here. You guys are probably too young for that reference. But, um, you know, just tell us what's on your mind. We want to hear it. We're a community. Let's all help lift each other up. And don't forget your good friend Justine over here because I'm part of the Chillin' Away podcast too. Yeah, and speaking of community, if you want to get, if you want to connect with our community, if you haven't already, go to chillinois.net. Um, we've got a couple, you know, different wings of the community, if you will. We've got a Reddit, which is awesome. We actually just recently wrapped up a giveaway, actually, and we, we're currently doing a giveaway. Um, I'm not sure if this episode will be out by the time that the giveaway is done. Um, but if you go to reddit.com slash r slash, actually, you know what? If you go to chillinois.net slash reddit, that'll get you to our reddit. If you want to join our discord, you can go to chillinois.net slash discord. Um, but overall, chillinois.net is the homepage. Um, so, yeah. Rumor that, has it that if you're on the discord, every once in a while, there's karaoke nights. Yeah, there are karaoke nights. So uh, I, I actually went. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, imagine any time throughout the course of this pandemic when you've had to sing happy birthday on Zoom. It's just like that. It's great. No, it's 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 really good. I enjoyed it. Um, it was interesting to see how how it's done. Shout out to JP and shout out to GoGo for, you know, running the whole thing. Um, it's really interesting how it all works out. Definitely join our discord and, uh, stay tuned for some hangouts because it's a good safe way to connect with other stoners and, and smoke with other, uh, cannabis enthusiasts. You know, if you don't prefer the term stoner, um, <laughs> it's a great way to connect with the community. Um, I really love our discord. It's so awesome. I, hey, Justine, guess what? What? I won the butt of the month this month. I'm the winner of the November butt of the month. So that uh, critical kush that we chopped down, um, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, Big Bertha, the hu- the, the mm-hmm. larger plant, I took a picture of one of her colas and submitted it for the butt of the month. And I won just barely, just barely. I will say it was a, I mean, it's a, it's always a pretty close contest. So that's another contest, you know, if you want to join. 
um, for bragging rights. Um, you can compete in the butt of the month and, or even vote, just vote on the butt of the month. It's pretty fucking crazy to see what these people um, grow. Yeah. We've got some artists um, in the community. I want to thank everybody that voted for me. Um, that was, that, that's cool. I don't ever win things. So, well, um, hot damn Cole, what are you going to do with all them shiny new bragging rights? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, my, I don't know. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. I can't let my head get too big though. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for remaining patient on our hiatus, you know, just to, to be candid, we, we moved. I'm not going to give too many details, but I'll tell you what, Southern Illinois is nice. <laughs> Yeehaw. No, I'm joking. We're we're not like we're not like crazy in the country, but we are in the country. We're we're not in Kansas anymore. So um We'll just say I, I um people wear no, we cowboy boots here very unironically. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good good way of saying it. So with that said. Um, that that was the reason for our hiatus. Thank you again for being patient while we're gone. Um, we've got some uh, guests lined up uh, for future episodes, so stay tuned. Um, that's that's all I have, Justine. Why don't we spark up, uh, take a few more hits with the with the people uh, as we close out this podcast? Yeah. Hey, Cole. What's up? A little bird told me that. Uh... Kyle Fields might be coming back to the podcast. Kyle Fields. That motherfucker. That yep, he's coming back from he's <laughs> <laughs> He is coming back on the podcast. <coughs> Sorry. God. Sorry to the people that just I hope I didn't, you know, I hope your ears aren't bleeding right now. I uh you asked me a question as I was taking a monster hit. <laughs> I just, ooh, man, that was bad timing on your part. But we're in we're in different locations, so you know that you you have an excuse. You didn't you didn't know I was taking a huge hit. So you're you're in your new office, and I'm in my new office. Isn't this awesome? Yeah, think about that, listeners. We don't even sit in the same room when we record. Yeah, we don't like sitting next to each other. No, I'm joking. Um, sometimes we, sometimes we sit next to each other. I mean, sometimes we do podcasts next to each other, especially obviously our video podcasts we do right next to each other. But, um, one of the big changes, I hope it didn't affect the quality of this podcast. Um, I am now in the grow room. Justine used to be in the grow room. And so we modified her microphone so that it didn't pick up the fans and such as much. Um, and we tried to do the same thing with my microphone. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope I meant to say something at the beginning of the podcast. I hope this whole podcast, you guys haven't been like suffering through, um, every time I've spoke like, Oh man, that fucking background noise. Um, I hope it's, I hope the quality isn't too bad as we return. So. Yeah. It's nice to be in the quiet. Yeah. She did not like, uh, all the fans that I have running for, for our awesome grow setup which you know we've got as i mentioned we just chopped down three of our plants and so we've got three more going um so it's it's pretty exciting actually two of them um i'm excited to say are auto flowers which i've not personally tried yet um i'm i'm interested to see just just 
how different it is. It's it's weird to me that it just goes into flower when it wants to, and I don't really have any say over that. That's gonna be something. That's gonna be something to adjust to. But at the end of the day, I guess it is what it is. I just read the leaves and call, give it what it's calling for, right? Yep. So you got it, Cole. All right. You know, idea. You know what yep. this podcast was missing? What's that? You listen to so much Bill Burr that I feel like every time one of us said Asian carp, we needed to like back away from the microphone and scream it in a Boston accent. Like every time we had to say it, like Asian carp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was that that was a good Bill Burr. It's yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. People's memories yeah. rent free. You're welcome. Asian <laughs> I love it. Good idea. Yeah, no, we should have done it. We should have done it. Ode to Bill Burr. Next time. Um, yep, there's always next time. And there will be a next time. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chillinois Podcast. Bye.